Welcome back to episode Sans Soissant Set A Sans Soissant Wheat of Lay VOTP, the voice of the people, the podcast about sense, no sense, and nonsense. Here, I have the stuff. Also, manager who's far away. And you can too, if and only if you have an open mind and the ability to listen. So, feeling a little off today. Yesterday, there was no episode because I got sick halfway through the day and it kind of just threw me for a loop i had a headache and when i get a headache it's pretty bad it pretty much turns into a migraine and it's pretty much it usually hits half my head and kind of makes it unbearable to kind of think so there you have it so today is a double double feature day double feature day so, yesterday I did not work out either, so it was a day of work, and then at the end of work I got sick, so I couldn't do my usual routine. So today I did a double set of music, so it's almost two hours of music, and let's just start it right off the bat. So, Shut Up and Dance by Walk the Moon. Better Than This by Big Little Lions, Agrarian Society by I Care the Don slash Alan Watts, The Good Part, AJR. I don't know why, but they keep putting this into my playlist. It's a good song, but repetition. Repetition ruins songs. You gotta cool it down sometimes. Loro by Pinback, For the First Time by Britton Ashford. If you have not heard of her, Go find her. She has an amazing voice. An amazing voice, and she's also on Broadway. Free by the Cars. Could have been me by the Struts. Timeless by the Airborne Toxic Event. A funny song called Summer Girls by LFO. Some people will know that, some people will not. Young Turks by Rod Stewart. This Road With You by Big Little Lines. Is that the second one? Wow, that's two by Big Little Lines. Better Man by Pearl Jam. Love Too Much by Keen. Since You've Been Gone by The Cars. Slowing It Up with Rise Up by Andra Day. Andra Day. Not really feeling that one. Not really feeling that one anymore that I added it to my like songs. Who knows? Maybe it will get delight. Delight. Disaster Party by Magic Giant. You Should See Me in a Crown by Billie Eilish. This one I'm kind of losing interest into. It kind of... Her music is hit or miss, hit or miss. Come On by The Hives. New Love by Allison Weiss. I like that song. Try by Simple Plan. Blink 69 by Akira the Don. That's the second one for him. You and I by Colony House. First Step on the Surface by Adam Young. Moment by Nate Roos. Fiji Water by Owl City. Yankee Bayonet. I Will Be Home Then by The Decemberists. Tropicaler Release by Sun Club, and ending it off with I Just Wanna Shine by Fits in the Tantrums, which it took me a while to get into them, but they have some fun stuff. They kind of remind me, it might not make sense, but a modern day queen, a modern day queen. So it was a pretty good run. It was a pretty, um, one hour, 43 minutes, and then on top of that, I'm working out, 
during the ads since I do not have Adless Spotify and then after that I do sit-ups and so it usually equals out well today it equaled out over two hours so it was a big comeback a big comeback moving on moving on so I've been I guess the sickness kind of kept me away from the news today I was off from work so happy veterans day to the all the veterans out there I almost forgot I almost forgot about that which that's terrible uh it's a great it's a great day it's a they should not just get one day a year um you know they deserve all the praise and you know all the respect that we can offer so if you know any or if you just run into some strangers that are veterans you know say thank you and be grateful and uh yeah it's 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 nice to have a day specific for something but it's also kind of sad when you think about it we should be like them moms dads uh and other people along that line they shouldn't just get one day a year they should get every single day they should be pretty much honored honored and uh before i guess what else is in the news? I guess the only thing that's really in the news is the election. It keeps going on. It keeps going on and on and on. <sighs> I keep saying, this is all I'm going to say about it. This is all I'm going to say about it. I will say, if there's any mysteriousness, if there's any shenanigans, if there's any malarkey, they do have a right to find out what is going on. Both sides should want to know what is going on. Both si- both sides should want to make the election fully credible. So say if you're on Biden's side, you should be happy if people are looking into it because you should have nothing to be worried about. If everything is clean and if everything is spot okay and nobody was doing anything suspicious then you have nothing to worry about so i don't understand why everybody's up in arms about oh my god they're gonna look into this and that oh my god like you guys on that side should want to know that everything is okay nothing went wrong and then you guys could be like yes we won completely fair the process works and there are no problems now on the other side you want to make sure that you didn't get screwed if you're on if you're on the losing side of the end of an election or any anything that's like 50 50 i mean you have a choice between two people or two things the losing side wants to know that they didn't get screwed and if there's anything that's you know a little off in this year especially because there's all these different things uh on top of the virus and all these different variables we you know if you can't trust the process you can't no one's gonna be okay moving forward with these elections moving uh, like it's it's just a mess 
everybody everybody should want the process to be fair and everybody should be okay with people looking into it and making sure that it's fair so just wait there will be a confirmation in January so everybody just relax and just let the process work itself out work itself out and with that let's move on to a topic I don't know how many topics are going to be in this episode because it is a combo episode I do owe you I'm going to start my child's play Man, I'm losing my words. Maybe I'm still sick. I don't know. Maybe I'm still sick. I'm going to start my uh, Child's Play reviews. I told you before that on Halloween weekend, we watched the Child's Play series, which is seven movies, I believe. And I don't think I ever watched them before all the way through. So I'm going to go through them like one by one, one each episode or one each day for... I don't know, however long it takes me to get through them. But it's not going to be like a thorough review. It's just going to be quick little notes, quick little thoughts about it. Because it was, oh my god, how, it's already, it's already November 11th. My god, it's already over 10 days later. So my note, my uh, memory might not be as great as when I just watched the movie. So... Let's get into Child's Play, the original. So this is actually pretty impressive. I think the impressive thing about it is the animatronics and how damn scary Chucky is. My god, like, it is a terrifying... He's like a terrifying little shit. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. And I think that people that want... The actual like doll in their house I think it's a little weird I mean he's really creepy I I think that would be terrifying walking into your house and whether he's in the box or out of the box that is just terrifying and uh, I don't know it would just make me uneasy like pretty much Pretty much every single day if I had to deal with that. So I think that the thing that makes the movie is the animatronics, is the design of the doll. And it's a different type of killer. Usually when you think of a slasher film or this type of scary movie, you're thinking of like this bigger, intimidating person. And this time it's an inanimate object that comes to life and I'm not really sure I don't know all the history of film who knows there could have probably been other other variations of it before him but this is one example where just having this little doll as a killer it's It's an odd combination, and it actually works with the way that they played it out. I think also what makes it work is that the doll befriends a kid. Like, it's a kid's doll. And by having the main character be a little boy, 
it really works. It really works because they almost become, they are friends, and then it pretty much goes too far. And it makes it more believable because I don't know how... I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of the exact words. Like, say you give the doll to an adult. Like, what the hell is the adult going to do with it? They're just going to, like, throw it out. But by giving it to the kid and the doll pretty much connecting with the kid, which then allows him access to all the people around him, it, uh, it, it also gives him, gives, it gives him, like, an, uh, like an alibi or kind of like a partner. You know, they see all this evidence about, like, small footsteps around these, you know, victims. And they think it's the kid. They think the kid's going insane. They don't think that the doll's alive. So I think that that works. I don't want to get into the later films, but once the kid gets a little older, it kind of removes that kind of connection. You know, it's usually more adults in the later films. But it's a it's a good... I would say it's a good beginner's scary movie. It's not too scary. It's not... Like, it takes it... I feel like this is the this is the one out of the series that takes itself seriously. It wants to be a good movie. It knows what it is. And it's good at what, it's good at what it does. I mean, the story is a little... It's a little wonky. Pretty much a bad guy gets shot and pretty much killed, but he transfers his soul into a doll. And then eventually that doll gets with a boy and his family. And the doll goes on pretty much a killing spree and trying to get his body back into some other vessel other than a doll. So... It's it's an okay story, but I think the real the real glory of it is the animatronics. The animatronics and the design. I always wonder about the people that do that part of the movie or that part of the um of the project. Because I'm wondering like what were the other variations? I mean, it would be really cool to see, say, version... Who knows if this design of Chucky was version 1. I mean, there might be, like, hundreds of other variations. And I think it would be really cool to see that. However, they did pick the best... I mean, I don't know those ones, but... They did pick a damn good version, because this doll is creepy. I think, again, it is a good... It's a good enough scary movie, but I think that it's a great beginner scary movie. So, go check out Child's Play. Child's Play. And what to move on to next? I guess... Maybe this, maybe this double episode could be all about movies and shows. Because I did get back into my Disney... My Disney... List... And we watched The Emperor's New Groove. 
the Emperor's New Groove last night, or the night before. Probably was the night before because I think I just crashed last time. But um, I have a strange story with this movie because the first time I saw it in theaters, I went with my brother, younger brother, and I didn't really understand the movie. It's a really odd outlier movie for Disney. The way the humor is and the way that the story flows, it it's odd and I kind of like it. I, I have a feeling I have, I'm going to have the same feelings when I rewatch Lilo and Stitch because both these movies I did not really like the first time that I saw them. And I don't really know if it was the story or if it was the humor or the design, maybe even the voice, the voice actors or the voice. I don't know. Something wasn't clicking with it. But the second time I saw it, uh, I, I don't know when it was, but I thought that it was much better. I thought... Like, the humor is the thing that makes this movie, like, fly off the charts. I'm not, I'm not, uh... I usually don't grade a movie on that, or say, like, a Disney movie on that, but it really has unique humor. It's... I don't know what it is, but it's very different from previous films. And I don't, I don't, it's bizarre. It's bizarre, but it has glimpses of previous, of previous movies. Like Yzma easily reminds me of Cruella DeVille. However, she's just more animated in this one. And then she has her sidekick Kronk, which is, he's hilarious. You have... You have Pacha and God, what the what the what the heck is the what the heck is the Emperor's name? Jeez, what the my my mind is going. Oh, Cusco, Cusco and Pacha, and I mean it's great when you get two characters that are so different. Like one is super selfish, super into himself, and the other one would give his shirt off his back to anybody that's in need. And when they have to work together, even though they don't like each other, and then basically that journey brings them together, that is just a nice story. It's, it's really good. The part where they pretty much are antagonizing each other, and they get stuck on the bridge, and then they crash down on the bridge, and they're hanging above alligators or crocodiles, that part is amazing it is so funny when they're climbing up pretty much they're climbing up the cliff that they're in back to back but there's one part where you know Pach is a pretty big dude Cusco's pretty skinny he's the skinny llama and they say on the count of three like push against each other and then they'll start walking and Pacha does it like a pretty 
like a little bit sooner and crushes him into the rock. Oh my god, it's so freaking funny. Because then they just go back and forth with it. I mean... But I think the... I think the transition of their character is... Besides the humor, is really what... Kind of progresses the movie. It's a good... Um, which, I mean, Disney does this all the time. I mean, it's no... It's no... It's no big different thing from any of their other movies. It's it's a big character change. You know, they, they usually have amazing characters that grow in their movies. And this is a prime, prime example of it. And uh, the, while watching it, I'm, I'm very confused as to getting away from the movie a little bit. I'm confused with certain movies and certain characters that Disney doesn't utilize in other things. I think they could do amazing things with this movie at their parks. There's so much potential, especially with the evil lair in the po- in the potions by Isma and Kronk. I mean, you could easily, I mean, they even have a roller coaster in the movie. They could easily have a roller coaster. You s- pretty much I think you would be able to put on like a suit that they have, like the scientist suit that they have. You put on the scientist suit, you go down the roller coaster, you get to a little area to where like they're mixing and smashing all these potions onto things, changing things, and perhaps they could change you. And then you, and then the roller coaster continues, and then you go to a different ride. I think that would be unbelievable. I think it would be so cool. However, I don't, like I said, I don't know why they don't utilize certain, I I don't, do they call them franchises or certain, uh, certain films? Like there's, there's countless ones where they don't take advantage of it. I mean, Hercules, Tarzan. I mean, there's a bunch later on that I'm going to be watching that they don't take advantage of either. I really think that they need to, which, I mean, I'm not an engineer. I don't know really how to make these rides, but come on, they could easily make these things. I, I mean, because of like past experience with all their other things. I mean, they have the capabilities to make amazing things. So use these characters and use these at like atmospheres and landscapes and <sighs> they got a lot of stuff to use so use it use it disney and i guess the last thing i will talk about is the other day i gave a little <clears throat> a little synopsis of my thoughts on breaking bad the first season and already, I have finished season two. And this show is pretty good. I will say, the first season is way better than the second season. So, when people were saying, a long, like a while ago, whenever I talked to people about the show, they always said that it started off slow. 
I don't think they were talking about the first season. I think they were talking about the second season. Because the second season has two or three, maybe pushing it to four episodes, to where not much is really happening. However, I understand if they put it in there to really get the emotions flowing. However, the overall pacing of the second season wasn't as crisp as the first season. However, I am super interested to see where it goes. I There's so much going on. I mean... And it's kind of strange. There's a lot going on, but there's not a crazy amount of characters. It's it's really interesting. So a lot of characters have different. Think of each character as like a tree, and each character, each tree basically has all these different branches and different storylines and different things going on. And that's really interesting to me because a lot of times they'll pretty much focus on one thing that the character is doing and not really the rest of the stuff. So they're really fleshing out these characters. I think I think that they're really good characters because at one point you'll really like them and at the other po- and at another point you'll hate them. And I think you by having these instances of changing your mind, it really makes it more realistic. And now let's get into some of the stuff that just stood out to me. Just stood out. So this is just going to be some random stuff that I think really builds character. So when Walt is basically kind of losing himself and getting into these nasty confrontations and saying like F you to Gretchen, F you to Hank, and in his science class, he talks about GE and Tracy Hall and how after he created the synthetic diamond, GE only paid him a $10 savings bond. It pretty much, that story related back to him. And you could just tell he's just like boiling inside. How he feels he's been cheated like pretty much all his life. The, the show just gives a good like a like a good inner look at that at him with really good examples really good examples um a couple lines that I really like that were said is oh and by the way I love saw I I think whenever I saw ads for better call saw I thought that he would be annoying I thought he would kind of not ruin the show, but kind of make it a little bit more cartoony. However, he's pretty funny and charming and he kind of fits. It's like you need that kind of little loosening up of the tightly wound show. And when he says, he says, oh wait, is this him? It could be him. I think it's him, but I could be wrong. I think he says a conscious, a conscious, a conscience, <laughs> conscious, a conscience gets expensive. 
so when Jesse and Walt are basically paying to keep one of their uh, drug dealers out of prison and like you know protect him he, he's basically saying like you like you know you're trying to be good and that usually you know hurts you it hurts your business it hurts it hurts pretty much everything around you um and then i don't know who says it but somebody says there are many oh it could be wall i think that there's many types of prisons so prison itself is not the only thing i i feel people could be trapped in you know you could be trapped in i don't know a job you don't like you could be trapped in to some type of relationship that you don't like and those could feel like prisons too so I don't know I feel this I feel this show gets into these really tough tough topics um and um kind of a weird quote but the guy that Skylar is working for he says bring that when you bring that when you're being that rock, it pretty much takes everything you got. So when Skylar is being like the rock of the house while Walt is being sick, the son is, you know, she has to take care of that too. Having a baby, getting a job, that it's hard to be the core of any system. It's hard to be the core. And I like the idea kind of interesting how they say can't give up on family ever because this show basically is about family however at this moment Walt is losing his real family however he has Jesse as his family he considers Jesse as his family and he's pretty much the only one that he has left at the end of the second season and by saying that, I don't think I'm really spoiling anything because this show has been out for a while now. If you haven't seen it, I don't know, you're the same as me, but I, I don't think I'm ruining anything for anybody. Uh, I think... I think it's... There's so many directions in the show, and I think that that makes it very interesting. I can't wait... To go on to the third season. I think that... <sighs> I don't know where it's going to go. Like I said, Walt, he's kind of losing his own family. He has Jesse back, but he's also in rehab. So he's kind of by himself. Has to figure it all out. I don't know at this moment if he's... Leaning towards his normal life or if he's leaning towards the life of crime however I think I think he's more intrigued by the life of crime and I don't know if that's just because of his own personality or if it's because of his shortened lifespan by the, by the cancer But he definitely got the bug. He, he, he made the meth. He's dealing the meth. And now he pretty much can't stop selling the meth. He's seeing the dollars and he's just not letting up. He's not letting up. 
and this should be I can't believe that they only did five seasons of this so season three coming up and this has been episode Saint Soissant Sep and Saint Soissant Wheat of Live VOTB.